Hello and welcome to the Illinois Realtors Podcast. I'm John Broadbooks, and as we enter the final weeks of 2019, I thought it might be worthwhile to discuss one big legal change so that our members will face January 1st, 2020. And of course, I'm talking about weed, legalized marijuana. Usage of marijuana for medical purposes has been allowed since 2013. But in the 2019 General Assembly, lawmakers passed a bill, later signed into law by Governor J.B. Pritzker, which would allow legalized marijuana sales for both medical and recreational use. This policy change has implications for real estate practitioners, which range from what must be disclosed or not disclosed to the intricacies of locating dispensaries or grow operations. Here to talk with us about what this all means for real estate practitioners is Betsy Urbance, Chief Legal Counsel for Illinois Realtors and someone who has spent more than two decades working with the state's license law and translating it for practitioners. Betsy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, John. Happy to be here. Legalized marijuana has impacts for both residential and commercial practitioners. And so let's start with the commercial side of the business. Betsy, if you're a realtor approached by someone wanting to locate a cannabis-related business, what are the basics that you need to know? Well, as with any commercial transaction, a basic requirement for information would be how much space do you need? What sort of building do you need? What sort of equipment do you need? Secondly, what are the zoning requirements that you have with regard to this particular industry? Also, you should be aware that some municipalities and local governments may or may not allow cannabis grows. So you'll need to know that information as well. Is the local going to be receptive to the commercial cannabis grow operation? How much space do you need? Where is it located in relation to schools, daycares? I don't know if hospitals are, is on that list, but there are certain restrictions as to where these dispensaries and these grow operations can be located. Dispensary is another question if you're looking for, the, there's the grow operation and then there's the dispensary operation. Right now, in Illinois, dispensaries will be located in existing medical dispensaries and they get a certain number of licenses and then later they'll be opened up to the recreational dispensaries. So that would also be a building requirement related to the cannabis industry. I'm guessing that negotiating a lease for a dispensary or, or some sort of a grow operation becomes much more complex for a commercial practitioner. Uh, I mean, I would think, for example, utility costs could be a potential issue because sometimes utility costs are lumped into a lease. I, I would think you're right. I'm, it's a little bit conjecture because at this point, I know what the law says generally. I'm not an expert on marijuana production or facilities needed. I just know from anecdotal stories that there is an air circulation requirement, so the air condition, the HVAC system has to be really up to speed. You have to have a water delivery system. Humidity can be an issue. And then just financially, there are questions with regard to are you buying or leasing? You have overall the fact that the federal law still prohibits marijuana on the recreational side of things as well as the medical. So you have that to deal with. So sometimes there are some banking issues. I understand from other states getting into the recreational and the medical business that many of these deals are cash-based. Well, well, that and that kind of brought me to my next question. I mean, as you pointed out, it is illegal to sell marijuana, at least from the federal standpoint. 
this must make banks very skittish about having anything to do with these funds. And and I guess if you're a realtor and you're trying to deal with lease, you know, people paying a lease, I mean, what what do you do with the money? What 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 kind of uh, exposure do you have in that situation? Exposure questions are always hard to answer without a specific set of facts, John. It depends on as the facts. Well, as you well know, facts, yes. it always depends on the facts. The information that I read does indicate that these are very often cash-based, and sometimes the commercial client in the marijuana industry is actually looking to buy as opposed to lease just to sort of get rid of that issue, as the case may be. I do think there is some proposed legislation at the federal level. I couldn't give you chapter and verse, and I don't believe there's anything in in place at this moment. But I do believe there is a move afoot to at the federal level to allow the banks to deal on the state level in this industry. Couldn't give you chapter and verse. It's probably not much more than a rumor, but I think there is some activity. Well, it sounds, sounds like if you have a, a specific fact pattern, as, as you would point out, that you right. probably do need to talk to an attorney who would be more Absolutely. more aware Absolutely. of your specific circumstance uh, as to how to handle it. But it is an issue. I know uh, Illinois Realtors Magazine did a story about the marijuana industry, in, and we talked to people in Colorado, right. and that, that definitely is an issue that has a bearing on, on the industry there. But also yeah. the attorneys are, I have seen just through my own resources as far as continuing legal education and just knowing some attorneys that are advising their clients, they are getting education on how to advise their clients in situations where something is legal at the state or local level and not at the federal level. So definitely I would suggest legal advice for your clients. And and I guess it's important to point out here that this is all happening sort of in real time. I mean, yes, there right. there are rules and the state has passed a law, but uh, the full implications and and policy changes probably are still to develop a little bit. So let, let's roll through some common questions that have come up. Uh, many of our members are engaged in property management, for example. Uh, they may own investment properties. Can they prohibit the use of any cannabis across the board? The general answer to that question is no. They couldn't prohibit the legal use, either medically or recreationally, if a person's over 21 on the recreational side of things. However, just as smoking is legal, they can still elect, the owner could elect to make the property smoke-free, in which case a legal medical or a legal recreational user would be prohibited from smoking cannabis products in the unit or in the home. They'd have to figure out another way. Gummies, dude. I was going to say, gum, gummies are okay. <laughs> right. Those are uh, <laughs> ingestibles, popular, I, I guess, is, is, yeah. is what they're calling it. The, the edibles, brownies. Edibles, yeah, right. right. Uh, so a property manager could, can they restrict the growing of marijuana on the premises? And there are some state laws which limit specifically how much you can grow. It, it's it's uh, actually pretty stringent, I believe. Well, at the state level, under this current statute that becomes effective Jan 1, it may have become effective actually sooner, but all of this regulation is in play starting Jan 1, 2020. 
you cannot grow in a home unless you're a medical card holder and you're limited to five plants in a locked room and they can only they can't be five inches. At any rate, there is there's a limit to the home grow operation. Recreational users are not currently under the Illinois statute allowed to produce a home grow. Let's say you're a residential practitioner, Betsy. Does a homeowner have to disclose if they are growing marijuana in a home you are listing? I wouldn't advise a property owner to disclose that they're growing marijuana unless there's some really good reason for it. Like if we look at Colorado, for example, where they have found that having a grow operation in a home where it's legal is a selling point. In that case, if you have a medical, let's say you have a medical seller user who has his five plant operation in his house, that might be a selling point for another person who's a medical user and would be authorized. In that case, you might disclose it. The fact of a grow is not a disclosable item. That is something that is not really in and of itself a defective condition in the real estate. Now, if you're a real estate broker and you walk into the home and maybe do in part or in whole to the grow operation, there's a moisture issue and there's some funky substance growing up the walls of the room, then you're going to have a disclosure issue because generally it's a physical problem in the property. So really it comes down to, is there a material defect, just like there would be with any other disclosure right, issue? Right, in the physical condition of the property. That's the question. Is it a hidden, material, physical defect in the property itself? So as you, as you pointed out, somebody who has a medical uh, marijuana card is limited to growing just a handful of marijuana plants at a time in a home. So let's say you're a real estate practitioner. Somebody's called you in to list a house. You find that somebody has 12 plants or 20 plants. What's, what's your legal duty here? Should you call the cops? And if you don't, are you in legal peril? My general answer to that would be no, you're not. You're not the marijuana police. You're not, it's not your business really whether the person there is a medical card holder, is a recreational user, is authorized to grow. I would guess. Now, let's take it back to uh, if, if you're, say, a managing broker. Let's say you, you run a, a real estate office. And I would guess most offices, certainly Illinois Realtors does, have policies about people turning up to work under the influence. Well, what about marijuana? Do you need to change the language in your handbooks to reflect the change in the law? I would say the managing broker, with the advice of their attorney, should review their policies. Whether or not they'll have to change any language probably depends on the existing language of their policy. It would be similar. I, kind of, I keep likening it to smoking, which is legal, and alcohol use. Don't be impaired on the job especially in situations where many times you're a managing broker and you're dealing with, you're probably dealing with both employees in your office, if your office is of any size, and independent contractors, or at least you're treating your licensees as independent contractors. So you have to be relatively careful how you treat them. Your policy, your existing policy may say, don't show up to work impaired. That's obviously not the legal language, but that's the gist of it. And that would be the policy that should hold true in this case. 
But if you had a policy that, for example, just specifically talked about alcohol, you would probably want to review that right. and be you more, more that. specific or, or use the language impaired because it would be it would cover no matter what substance you happen to be. Right. And we're just not going to suggest language in the form of a podcast. So we'd say, get to your attorney, get the language that gives you the general rule. When you're on the job, don't be impaired. Consult an attorney, says the, <laughs> right, says the attorney. Right. <laughs> uh, can you just tell your agent, let's say you have agents who are working for you. Can, can you just tell them they can't use marijuana and remain with the firm? Do, do you have that ability? You have the ability to say it. Legally, you shouldn't say it. And why is that? You shouldn't say it because you can't really say what a person can or can't do on their own time. It would be similar to me telling you, John, don't go home and have a glass of wine tonight. So Betsy, uh, thanks as always for the insight. And and I know you'll be monitoring this as uh, things kick off for legalized marijuana sales, uh, recreational marijuana sales on January 1st. You can learn more about the impact of legalized marijuana and what impact it may have on the real estate industry by checking out the October edition of Illinois Realtor Magazine. We jokingly refer to it as the weed issue. But it really does have a lot of practical information uh, from Betsy and from others uh, in states who have made this transition as well. 